Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, today, we are going to talk about diversity and youth ministry. Our mm. youth just got back from youth camp called yes. Centrifuge. Yes, we did. Uh, Brother William took um, a few of our guys. And Still recovering. <laughs> yes. I might fall asleep in the middle yes. of the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still recovering, brother. Yes. William uh, was, was gracious enough to take mm-hmm. some of our young men uh, to Centrifuge and... We've also been preaching through the book of Titus, right? And you know, Titus two deals with how to to teach to young women and young men, and so that that brought to mind of how we do and how we relate to youth in our church. And so we wanted to talk about that hmm. because diversity and fellowship it's about more than ethnicity. When right. we talk about diversity within the church, we're we're also talking about diversity in our in our age groups, our generations, all hmm. those things, right? So we want to start by talking about our experience as youth in the church. So, yes. Brother William, what was your experience like yeah. as a youth in the church? So I grew up in uh, Dover, Tennessee, which is a pretty small, uh, small uh, area, small town, and um, went to the First Baptist there. So yes. I mean, like I was, I was one of those kids that. You know, nine months before he was born, I was in church, you know, like I was always in church and always involved. And then, uh, I mean, youth ministry. So I was coming up, um, let's see, 92 was my freshman year of high school. Okay. So coming up in the 90s, I mean, youth ministry was huge. Oh, yeah. So big that like, I mean, when I was like a third grader, fourth grader, I mean, I just couldn't wait to be able to like go and do stuff with the youth and be a part of the youth group. And so, I mean, I soaked it up. I mean, I was at every event. I mean, I think my youth pastors probably got tired of, if the church was open, I was probably there, <laughs> Right. you know, and even when the church wasn't open, we knew how to, I actually knew how to break in the church because I knew wow. what windows were not locked as good as they should yes. be. And so, I mean, I was, I was, you know, people talk about like, uh, gym rats, you know, like, yes. I was a church rat, you yeah. know, like I was always there, always messing, you know, just always doing stuff. Went to every, like I said, we did mission trips. We did uh, disciple nows, which were like weekend, you know, discipleship type things. Um, that was when I first started teaching. Um, you know, in my, it was my youth pastor that asked me to teach a Bible study when I think I was in seventh grade. Wow. And that was kind of the beginning of, and it was terrible, you know, but, um, <laughs> but you know, I was learning, I was learning, yes. how, you know, and so I was just very, very involved, uh, very, and had, I mean, really honestly had a great experience. I mean, I loved it, had a lot of fun, uh, learned to love Jesus. I mean, you, my youth pastors really invested in me, um, pointed me uh, to the Lord. It was really them who kind of pointed me on the ministry path, you know, because okay. they, uh, they saw uh, the gifts, you know, the uh, that I was uh, perhaps the Lord was calling me to be a uh, preacher, teacher, something, you know, and um, and so in that sense, I mean, the, the our church was great. Like, you know, I mean, you're always going to have kind of people who are like, well, the kids are being too loud or whatever. But like, our church was really, really, 
they let us do crazy stuff and we tore stuff up and they didn't give up on us, you know? And so, um, I mean, it, we would come back from mission trips and they'd let us have the service, you know, and let us, so, I mean, a lot of my first experiences, you know, with the church and not, and not just like the church, like my age, but like, um, you know, there were older, older folks who would go, who would volunteer and go with us on trips I mean, and, and I just, I love those people, you know, like, and yeah. because I knew they loved me, you know? Right. And so my, ex, my experience with youth ministry was actually really, really positive. You know, now I think if I was going to say a negative when I, when I got to college and, and again, it, it's easy to blame youth ministry when it was probably just more me. But when I got to college, I realized I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible, you know, <laughs> like, like big, big picture type stuff, you know, I mean, I knew Jesus, I knew that Jesus died for my sins. I, you know, I knew the the main stories, um, but some of that there there wasn't always an emphasis on. Man, let's make sure let's make sure our students really know the Book of Romans, you know, or let's right. make sure our students really know, you know. And so, I mean, maybe that would be my my critique if I was going to give one. But um, but for the most part, man, I mean, I just had a had a great experience with it. I mean, it was really really helpful. So, what about you, brother? How was your youth experience yeah so as a youth you know i was brought up here in sykeston yes uh, at smith chapel united methodist church in this building that we're currently sitting in building that we're sitting in yeah Mm -hmm. which is crazy but um i would say that the church was really good about children's ministry Mm -hmm. and so I mean, we had the children's Sunday school, children actually had a children's hour, what we call children's hour during service, where you just had a little broke up, like actually interrupted service to spend, do a little lesson for the children during service. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it seems like, um, when you hit like 13, you graduated from children's ministry and that was it. You were now part of the adults. Now you still had. I mean, we had youth camps that they would offer to for you to go to, but I don't think many of us took advantage of those. Okay. And it was more like you're, you're an adult now. You're part of the adults. And so whatever they do, you do. And this was, you said 13? 13 felt like you had like a little confirmation class, right, you know, yeah, before right. that. And then you got... You the know, Methodist Church, yeah, yeah right. So yeah, um, I got, I got, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Baptist, and that's yes. not. I'm like confirmation. confirmation. Oh, wait. what are you, going, what are you talking right. about? Yes, right. Yes. Okay. So yeah, like confirmation, then you did, you know, a little baptism. Ugh. Okay, so you okay. did that. Yeah, and then and that was like you're, you're in the you're church. Done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're done. You're in the church. You're. So there wasn't really any emphasis on youth ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, you were, you know, you. You did part of the Christmas plays. You were part of the, you know, the Easter, <laughs> Easter speeches yes, and stuff like that. Yes, we talked that. about that, right? Yes, we've that talked about that before. That was it's a cultural thing. And that wasn't even like a Methodist cultural thing. No, that's a black, seemed like a black church cultural thing. Yes, which I think is interesting. People, were, people yes. who were in Baptist churches in the black community, they, they remember they still Easter speeches. That. They still got to bring their Easter speech. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't have much experience as just a you know, really focused on youth ministry, it was more or less like children's ministry than you're part of the body, right. you're part of the, the whole church, which, you know, I would say the the negative side of that was it seemed like there was no more emphasis on 
on us at all. Like you just mm. kind of threw us with, <laughs> threw us in with the sharks almost. Right. You're an adult so, now. You're an adult now. And but it re- it re- wasn't really like you're an adult, and we're gonna treat you like an adult. Mm. <laughs> it's more right. like you're just part of all the adult stuff now. Right. And so, <laughs> and not like an adult adult, right. but you're, yeah. You're you still a, need to stay in your place. You We're you still going to overlook you, right? right? Um, mm. And so, you know, we, we may give you a couple of little jobs to do in, in the church, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really a, we're going to train you type. Right. It wasn't any of that. It was, mm. I, I mean, the pastor at the time, I would say he did, he, he was, quite intentional about trying to do different things with us. But uh, we know as lead pastors that that can be uh, challenging when you yeah. got other responsibilities sure. to, to um, take, take responsibility for to do. And so that was few and far between, but it wasn't right. really much of anything else for youth. And when I was growing up, but okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's our experience as, as youth, mm-hmm. both of us actually have the um, experience of being youth ministers. Yes, right. Yes. So, uh, what was what was your time like as a youth minister? What was your experience? Yeah, so I graduated from high school and went to Union, uh, which is a Baptist school in Jackson, Tennessee. My freshman summer, I became a youth pastor. Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like. I mean, I would have turned 19 that summer. Right. But, like, I got the job. I'm still 18. Uh-huh. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if there's wisdom. I don't know if that was wise. But um, <laughs> on my part, and especially on the church's part, you know, as far as hiring a 19-year-old to come and do youth ministry. But I, you know, again, I'd had such a great experience with it. I knew I was... I knew I was going into ministry. I didn't know exactly what. And so it, you know, it made sense for me to, to serve in this way. And, um, and, and I loved it, man. I mean, I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I served as the youth pastor, uh, for Oak Grove, uh, Baptist church in, uh, Covington, Tennessee for, uh, three years, you know, really, really all the way through my college, I was serving as a youth pastor. Um, and so, it was kind of part-time during the mm-hmm. semesters, you know, because I could only be down there, you know, really Sundays and Wednesdays. And then um, then full-time in the summer when I'm, I was I actually lived uh, down there in different places. And so, um, I mean, I, I had a, I mean, I had a great time, you know, yes. like I enjoyed it. I mean, there were challenges. It was, it was good for me. I, you know, began to learn the struggles of ministry and the hardships. And um, I, what was interesting for me is like, I'm going to class, you know, and like at Union, and I'm learning about the Bible and learning how to teach the Bible, learning, you know, what the Bible means, you know, all those kinds of things. And then I'm trying to, like, <laughs> do that, make that work on Wednesday yeah. night, you know, or Sunday morning. or And it was really, I mean, a lot of things are happening with me uh, theologically. I, I was, you know, really burdened because I was like, man, I want, I want the students to understand the Bible. I want the students to... Um, you know, really lean in to, to, to studying and knowing, knowing the text. And so that was a real emphasis of mine, which, which was a little bit different than what, what, uh, was, was kind of typical youth ministry. I felt like at the time, but, um, but we still did, I mean, we still did disciple nows. We still, uh, we went to centrifuge, I think, you know, um, 
over in East Tennessee a couple of years. And so, you know, we, we did those things and I never had a huge, I never had a big group. I, my group was always pretty small. The church was, was fairly yeah. small. And so, yeah. um, but you know, really had an opportunity to kind of pour into those, some students and really invest. And, um, I found too, I thought this was interesting. I, um, I had a real opportunity to invest in parents, Yeah, which was not, I don't know that I expected that side of it. Um, but just built some really good relationships with some of the parents and, um, which are still, still there today. And so, um, so I enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would say. What would you say, brother? I mean, you, your experience was very different. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, you know, being a youth minister, we were part of a church in, in St. Louis that had multiple campuses, right. had, had three campuses. Mm-hmm. So we were at um, the St. Charles campus, and um, it was a diverse church, mm-hmm. intentionally diverse. And so, I mean, it was very um, unique in the sense to where you're you're dealing with um, children from, very, I mean, not only different ethnicities, but different socioeconomic yeah. status and different, you know, family environments and, mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. So I would say probably my experience as a youth at first informed how I operated as a youth minister. Right. So because I was like, felt like the youth were neglected, mm. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I was like, I'm going to make sure yeah. that these mm-hmm. youth are not neglected. And as far as, their understanding of the gospel, their understanding of theology. Mm-hmm. And so I probably went too hard. <laughs> like we're not going to have any fun. We're just going <laughs> right, to, yes. we're going to dive into yes, doctrine have, and yes. we're going to dive into the word mm-hmm. of God. And then I pulled back a bit realizing that, you know, that that's probably an unhealthy, <laughs> not saying that right. it's unhealthy to be in the word and no doctrine. Mm-hmm. There's an unhealthy way to, meet students where they are like they yeah, they weren't right. there yet and they they needed to be brought along at a slower pace yeah and so you know i just had a really good time connecting with the with the kids i would say the you know one of the difficult things was that some of the parents weren't as active yes i remember mm-hmm. doing events specifically for the parents trying to you know get them involved and really trying to hammer home that only have them for a couple of hours every week. You have them all right. the time. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be the the major spiritual influence mm-hmm. in their lives, and so that was that was challenging. I would say, um, I really tried to, I really tried to make sure that the youth were um, still connected to the larger church. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And not just a, a separate entity within mm-hmm. the church. Um, and that that was important for me. Um, didn't didn't see didn't know if the youth actually wanted that. <laughs> like yeah, we just, right. We we just want to do our own thing. Yeah. And and so, I mean, that was a challenge to try to make sure that they had their own space while mm-hmm. also being connected to the larger church, so that when they left high school, that they still had some sort of connection. Um, to the church at large and that they knew we went on. I mean, we went, we did mission trips to Memphis. We did youth camps, all those different things. And I thought those were, those were great experiences that 
I think some of the kids wouldn't have been able to experience apart from being, a, you know, a part of that youth ministry. Yeah. And so I thought those, those were good opportunities for them to see things that they they would have never been able to to see or experience. So, right. You know, I, I, you know, I I think, you know, being a a youth minister was <laughs> it it was great, but it's also one of the you know, most challenging mm-hmm. because th- there's an expectation from mm-hmm. the parents. It seems like that you're supposed to get my, my kid in, that's right. In line. In line. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also just the joy of being with the kids and, and seeing their growth and, and actually, you know, being a place to where they do feel comfortable if they're having any issues and right. Being able to talk to you. So, that's kind of my experience as a youth minister. Cool. Yeah. So we we both have been lead pastors also. Right. And, and still kind of operating yes. in that role as co-pastors. So yes. how have you thought about the youth as a lead pastor? Yeah, I think, you know, so when I came to Trinity uh, 17 years ago, um, crazy, man. This, this You're week, old, man. I know, this week, You're right? You're super old. July 10th, 2005, <laughs> I think, was my first um, Sunday. So, um, I, I, there was a, there was a, we had a part-time youth pastor when I came. Yeah. And so that, that actually helped a whole lot because I had zero idea what I was doing as a pastor. Yeah. And I definitely would have been terrible trying to, I mean, I would have completely neglected the youth at that point. And so, right. It was good. You know, I could just kind of let the youth pastor do what he was doing. Um, now, you know, as is always the case, there's sometimes there's different views as far as what's, you know, I, I was at, at that point after going to college and going to seminary, I was, I was kind of on this, you know, we don't need a lot of programs. We don't need a lot of programs. We don't need a lot of programs. Yeah. Um, and, and so I was trying to try you know, talk to the youth pastor about that. And, uh, I don't know if I did, I don't know if I handled that very well, um, a lot, but, but, but there was this, this, you know, this just trying to figure out, you know, what's the ministry of the whole church? How does the youth fit into that? You know, yeah. I don't want to neglect the youth. In any right. Way. Right. Um, then at the same time I was like, but I don't want to be the youth pastor. They don't need a youth. We have a youth pastor, you know? And yeah. so that dynamic was just different, you know, trying to figure that out, work through that. Um, you know, get on, get on the same page as the youth pastor. So we're kind of moving in the same direction and and get those things. And so there were, there were challenges in that. And then when my uh, youth pastor um, resigned, like then I I really leaned in as far as I started teaching the Sunday school, youth Sunday school, because I felt like that was a time I could, I could kind of lean in and do that. Tried to encourage them. We took some trips in the summer, but it never really felt like, it, it was really difficult for, I mean, it's just really difficult for a pastor to do all the things that a single pastor is supposed to do. Oh, yeah. And then when you try to put on top of that, we need you to do youth ministry as well. I mean, youth ministry was just kind of one of those things. It was like, I may or may not get to it. Right. You know, and I hate yeah. to say that, but that was, you know. It That's was, the truth. There was just a, there was just a lot of... <laughs> I felt like I was failing at a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to try to get some of these right. And then if I, if I, I may not get all of them. And so I don't know if youth ministry was one I did super, super well. I mean, I, I tried to lean in, uh, get to know students and, and talk with students. And, and I, I knew it was important because 
I had a pretty good rela- like again going back to mm-hmm. my youth experience. I had a pretty good relationship with my pastors growing up, and right. so I thought, I want my I want my students to to have a relationship with me as a pastor. Like I don't want to yeah. be this. Oh, you can't talk to the pastor. That's Pastor William. You, you know, like right. I didn't want to do that, and so just try to figure out ways to try to make that happen. And um, but I I think a lot of times if you would have just and, and through those years, if you would have stopped and said, how do you think, how do you think Trinity's doing with youth ministry? I think I'd have been, you know, my answer would have been very discouraged. You know, I just, right. I, I think there's more we could do. I, I'm not sure how to get it accomplished, you know? And, um, so that was, that was kind of my, or it's been my experience as, as lead pastor. Now, some of that's changed, you know, and again, I mean, I mean, I could go to youth camp last week because, um, you know, I got pastors here who are taking, who are holding down the fort. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. Right. You know, I mean, we've yeah. got all kinds of stuff happening at the building, and 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 yet, you know, and so having a plurality of elders has definitely freed me up to th- try to think through some of that more. Uh, we're, sh- you know, now we're sharing the Sunday school load. You know, we're both kind of teaching the youth on different Sundays. So I think, again, it's just another one of those areas where a plurality and leadership can definitely help. Amen. Uh, if you don't, if you don't have a youth, if you're not able to afford a youth pastor, you know, or something. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of my experience. What about you, brother, as a lead pastor? <laughs> yeah. So this is a cautionary tale. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. So, um, coming in, um, especially to a, a healthy church, and probably talk. Have we talked about that? You know, yes. the situation I was coming into. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we, yeah. Maybe we well, devote an episode to that. Yeah, yeah you probably go back to actually the first episode and yeah, we talk about some true. of that. The but, reasons, uh, yeah, yeah, that's reasons right. of the merge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But coming into an unhealthy church, you could one of the ways you could tell it was unhealthy was the lack of youth um, within mm. the body. Yeah, and you know, I come in and I'm and I automatically like the youngest member it seemed like <laughs> and i'm mm, like yeah <laughs> just right. barely not 40 right yeah i'm a little, little bit before 40 and i'm all, already one of the youngest members so we still had some youth and they were high school age and i'm about mm. ready to go to college before i came my mom was actually doing youth ministry there you go yeah she was doing youth ministry but she was struggling with no one being willing to help yeah. Like the, the grownups were like, we don't want to have anything to do with youth ministry. Right. And it, and it felt like even to the youth that the grownups, the adults didn't care about it, mm. didn't care about us. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the, the cautionary tale of, and, and then of course, when they get old enough to make the decision of whether or not I'm going to come mm. to church or not, to come to service, they're not going to show up because right. they don't feel like anybody cares about them except one person. Mm. And so, you know, when I got here, it was like, as the lead pastor, it's like, I got to focus on <laughs> making sure the, you know, the word is established as the foundation. Yeah. I got to make sure the grownups have a proper right. understanding of the gospel and, mm-hmm. and what it takes to have a healthy church. And, you know, even the youth that were here, I was like, I, I need to let them know that, you know, I love you. I'm here for you. And, you know, I had conversations with, you know, one of the youth who was kind of struggling with his faith when he went to college, you know, back and forth conversations, just making sure. But 
again, it's hard as a single lead pastor to to focus on, especially in an unhealthy church environment, mm. to focus on everything that needs to be done to get the church healthy while also investing in, like being intentional to invest in the youth. And so, again, having a plurality of elders and mm. and being able to be freed up to invest in them and Again, the the cautionary tale is the, the the adults. You know, you were talking about in your youth ministry growing up that the adults, you know, really invested in yeah. in y'all and, and made sure to know that they loved yeah. you and didn't care mm-hmm. about you breaking stuff and whatnot. Right. Yeah. It seemed like a, if a youth popped their gum too loud sometimes right. <laughs> in here, yes. yeah, like you, they were gonna get beat up. And it's like, okay, like you, you gotta understand where they are in life and. Mm. And be willing to lead with grace with them, and not, yeah, and not jump down their throats every time they do something, right? Uh, that is not part of your tradition. And so, I mean, my experience as a lead pastor was, I got to get this church healthy, mm. and <laughs> yeah. anything that is not based upon that, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for me to do. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you experience, Kenny? I mean, like us talking about this, like what's different? What do you think some of the differences in the minority culture versus the majority culture? It may not be a whole lot, but I mean, anything that you, and some of that's going to be denominational, right? You, yeah. you're involved in the Methodist church where I was involved in the Baptist church, but many differences. Yeah. I would say camp life for sure. Yeah. Is, um, you aren't, you aren't going to camp. I'm going to camp. <laughs> it seems on, like Katie. a luxury. Yeah just seems like something to where <laughs> like no nah, we're we're not doing that we got more you know we ain't got money for that right yeah and so you're you're dealing in neighborhoods that are underprivileged underserved in a lot of cases right. and so the idea of spending multiple hundreds of dollars to mm-hmm. to go to camp for a week and you know it wasn't on our radar. Right. I yeah. mean, it was, again, it was something that was offered, but we knew going to camp that they were going to have things that wasn't even geared towards us as right. minorities. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if you do a camp and basketball is not an activity, but you got swimming and all, right. know, all swimming. these other like, horseback you know. riding and this, like, like ain't nobody in the Come hood riding no horses, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Nobody in the hood How doing that. Awesome with that bit. If you're right. going and rode some horses, right. man. Nobody yeah, doing that type stuff, man. <laughs> so, back riding. You know, we looking at the activities and it's like this doesn't seem nope. fun to me. Right. You know, frisbee right. golf or you know, something frisbee like that. Golf. This is not geared towards me. This is geared towards a whole other group of people. Right. Yes. And so we we you know, camp life wasn't part of it. And I and I think another thing is that wasn't really a part, it's just even the the separate youth ministry mm, it, right. you know i've seen churches do it well in the black community to in, in incorporating the youth in worship mm. i've seen churches where the youth are part of the worship team and mm-hmm. and they are i mean they're playing instruments they are singing in the choir they are right. um you know have actually been intentional about having youth sundays and letting the youth kind of lead worship um even you know not doing it as well as the adults, but we're 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 at least incorporating the youth into the life of the church. Right. And I've seen churches do that, but I, I I've rarely seen a separate youth culture within many African American 
churches. Mm. Yeah, it's more like um, we're going to make sure that they are a part of. We're not just going to say they're adults. We're actually going to invest in them, train them to mm. to take the place right. of the adults. Right. And you know, one one thing that's kind of unique is that I know a lot of youth are part of like praise dance within a black church. Yes. Like a, yeah. And so we need to, we need to start doing that. Yes, here. we do. And yeah, you need to lead it. Fit some youth in that can do some praise dances. All those in favor <laughs> of Kenny leading the praise dance team. Yes. At Grace Bible Fellowship. You Please don't want me doing it. I, but <laughs> I said I. I voted. <laughs> I'm sure we got some people who could do it. Who yes, lead. we do. Yeah. We got you, brother. I want right. to see you doing it. Yeah. So, you know, I think there were there's ways in which I've seen the black church do it well, and there's ways in which I've seen them not do it so well. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. I think that's the one of some of the differences. What would you say? Well, I think you know, I mean, I think I see you know some of the same things. Um, you know, there there is there was a tendency, at least it felt like at times when I was growing up, and especially when we were kind of talking about ministry in college and seminary, that the youth were kind of seen as a different almost a different church. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, diversity, in, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of diversity in the fellowship. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was almost like, yeah, you guys are over here, do your thing. You can, you can come and sit in the corporate worship setting, but it's not really geared towards you. There's not, yeah. you know, the pastor is not really going to make application towards you. Um, and so I, I think, I think that was a, you know, that was a, a pro I, I don't, I don't think the white church did handle that as well. You yeah. know, I think we struggled uh, sometimes now again, I think it's one of those that we we've tried to figure out. Oh, okay, we need to correct this and move back in a different yeah. direction. And so I think they've tried to do that. But um, right. So what? I don't have a whole lot of time left. But what what suggestions, Kenny, should we make? I mean, like, and I mean, I think just honestly would say this is difficult. Yeah. But but any suggestions that you would throw out for those who are trying to think through youth ministry and trying to be diverse? Yeah, and, I would I would say be intentional mm-hmm. um, and understand that different churches can have different strategies. What works at one church won't necessarily work at another church, yeah. but we are called to do this. We're called in, in Titus two to That's make right. sure we're training young men and young women. So um, we have to be intentional about making sure there's a way for us to, to invest into the youth. What else, brother? I think, you know, it's good to have these different experiences. I mean, just coming back from camp, like I, I thought that was a good experience for our guys, you know, and I yeah. uh, got to see some different things and all that. Um, also, and this was one of the ones that I, I don't, I could never figure out how to do, but I think it, there needs to be what programming with depth. Yes. So programming is not the evil that I, I right. thought it was, you know? No. Um, but, but, you know, probably the, the area where we could improve our programming is making sure there is some depth, you know, and it doesn't right. mean that you have to have a, you know, four hour Bible study or no. whatever. I mean, like, no. you, but there, but there it is okay to have some depth you know, and, and to try to cater that maybe to different ages and stuff. So I think that's, I don't know. I think that's what I would say. Anything else you would add on that? Yeah. I would say that it's important for us to make sure that, uh, teenagers have opportunities to process their doubts and challenges to the faith that they're going to hear from the culture. We need to be able to allow them to ask questions and and work them through, you know, explanations Mm -hmm. for, you know, help them through with their doubts and explanations for the different challenges to the faith that they're going to, face yeah. and the different pressures from the culture that that um 
pressures yeah. from the culture that you know they, they're experiencing so we need to be able to do that without being judgmental and mm. and letting and letting them process that stuff and i would say you know one thing we need to do is to equip and to include parents in the process yeah. constantly reminding them that hey <laughs> you know the home is really the training ground That's the right. church is is going to supplement that not right. not be the lead in that necessarily so yeah. we got to include our our parents in that cool yeah what else anything else brother no, it's a crazy question. Crazy for question. Yeah. Today we had to do something with youth ministry. Yes. So, what is the one thing activity about youth ministry that you love hate? I gotta love hate both of them in one. So I did a okay. series with the youth in at, in St. Louis. I did a series on music and messages, and mm-hmm. so I gave them index cards and said, "Hey, put your favorite five songs on here." Okay. And I was like, "We're gonna." We're gonna listen to the music. We're gonna talk yes. about the messages. Okay. Did not realize how much work this would have caused <laughs> oh, me man. to do, and so I have to. <laughs> I've right. actually got to find the song, listen to the song, right. and then I have to edit the song because a lot of them. I mean, right. it was some profanity some in some of it, right? Some words. Yes. <laughs> so I'm doing all this work mm. uh, of doing that. So I hated that part. The the prep for that was was crazy, mm. but being able to listen to their music and bring out the messages, and then actually present other songs that. Mm. Yeah. actually had different messages. I think that was beneficial to them. That was cool, man. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What about <laughs> you, man? <laughs> uh, I hate lock-ins. Yes. Those are the, I mean, I, I think Satan himself invented those. Right. Uh, and even our youth now today are like begging us to do a lock-in. Uh-huh. I'm like, nope, you'll just have to go to a different church because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. I mean, I just, you know, I, I've there was one where I, we drove somewhere and on the way back we almost died because the guy that was driving almost fell asleep. Oh, my goodness. You know, See? and I mean, it was just, I just, all of my experiences with lock-ins were never good. If we do never. a lock-in, we're going to do a literal lock-in where we're going to lock the kids, like I'm handcuff sleeping. the kids to chairs after a certain off. time. <laughs> Yeah, I just can't do it, man. So that's my, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm out, I'm out on lock-ins. I'm yes. out on those. So, uh, well, good stuff. Uh, hope that was helpful to you. It's fun to kind of talk about a different type of diversity. Yes. Uh, in our churches, and we pray that that would be helpful to you. And we'll catch up with you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.